You know about winning, don't you? It's a lot better than not winning. See, I knew you guys would get it by the end of the month. I, I had faith in you. Uh, that is exactly true. Winning is better than not winning. And so if we're going to talk about winning, we've got to talk about the actual ultimate win in every single individual's life. You know what it is? It's entering into a relationship with God. And we do that, right? We do that through baptism. That's that. That's the visible sign. That's our expression to the world that says, you know what? I am all in with Jesus. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to end at the beginning and the beginning of our relationship, the beginning of our faith journey, the beginning of following Jesus is baptism. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now we're going to talk about it in a way that hopefully clears a few things up. Because here's what I know to be true. When I was a kid, I would go on trips with my grandparents and I had one job on these road trips. Every time we stopped for gas, I had to get out and get the old squeegee and everything. And you know what I had to get off the windshield? All the bugs, all the junk. Because the further you go, the more blurred your vision is, right? So you got to clean it off so you can see clearly. So that's what we're going to do today. Because whether you've been at church your whole life or whether this is your first time, it is really easy to get some things in the way and not be able to see clearly. And so we're going to wipe the slate clean. We're going to go simple and easy and clear and talk about baptism today. So there's two people listening to this message. There's people who haven't been baptized who are thinking about it. There's people who have been baptized who don't know how to talk to other people about it. Right? So either way, you get some great information today. Right? It's going to help you talk to others and encourage them to take that most important step. Or it's going to help you take your next step in your faith journey with Jesus. And you say, Dave, why are you so excited about this? Because listen, if you really understand what a relationship with Jesus is, you get excited when you talk about it. But if you don't know, you don't get excited. You know how I know this to be true? I went on a trip uh, to the East Coast. You go to a restaurant on the East Coast, and you ask for the nectar of the gods, Dr. Pepper. And I kid you not, you know what my waitress said to me? She said, well, we have Mr. Pibb. It's the same thing. Get thee behind me, Satan. It is not the same thing, right? Or what's worse, what's worse, you go to a restaurant and order sweet tea. And they say, oh, we, don't, we have unsweet tea and there's sugar on the table. Listen. If you don't put the sugar in first and pour the hot tea on top and let the Holy Spirit fill the glass, right? It is not sweet tea. If you don't know, though, you think everything's the same thing, right? If you don't know, you don't get excited about sweet tea and Dr. Pepper like I do. So here's what we're going to do. Today, we're going to leave here excited about baptism, whether it's our own or whether it's helping other people discover that they need to take that next step in their life, all right? Because there is no better win. There is nothing greater than walking into a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I've got four points and a question today. So if you're hungry and you're waiting on lunch, when I get to point number four, then there's a question, then you get to go home, all right? So that's what we're going to do today. Here's point number one. Baptism is a really big deal, right? And listen, you say, well, of course, Dave, of course. Maybe not. I encounter people all the time. It's like, ah, it's not a big deal. Right? It's just something you do. 
It's just, it's part of it, but it's not such a big deal. Listen, it was a big deal to Jesus. And if something's a big deal to Jesus, I want it to be a big deal to me. All right, so grab your Bible, go to Matthew chapter 3, right? New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, four accounts of the life of Jesus. We're going to be in the first one, Matthew, Matthew chapter 3 today, right? And if it's a big deal to Jesus, we better celebrate it. I get onto my church down in Jinx all the time. Say, listen, if we're going to have a baptism, you people need to lose your mind with celebration, right? Because there is nothing better than that. It's a big deal. Look at it. Matthew chapter 3, we'll pick it up in verse 13. It says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. And you say, what's the big deal about that? Right? What's the big deal about that? Listen, what's the furthest you've ever walked or ran? We got any, like marathoners in here that are crazy and they run like 26 miles. No, you people know God. You don't need to do that, do you? You know your body was not designed to go 26. Ron, what's the furthest you ever walked or ran? You've done one, hadn't you? You've done a marathon? Half marathon? You've, you've done a marathon? God bless you. I don't know how you're still standing. Right? I've done a couple of half marathons. That was like. 15 years and 50 pounds ago, but I did it, right? And I swore I'd never do it again. Like, I hurt so bad. But listen, if you're going to go a long distance, it's important, isn't it? Like, you don't just decide one day, oh, I'm going to go run a marathon. Like, you train, you put preparation, you think about it. It's important. Well, listen, Jesus walking down to Galilee, right? Jesus going from Galilee to the Jordan, 60 miles. He didn't have a car, no horse and buggy, no chariot. He walked 60 miles. If you're willing to go 60 miles, that's a big deal. It's important. Jesus says, I've got to go do this. I've got to put the amount of time and energy into it. Listen, I have trouble getting from the couch to the kitchen sometimes. And food's very important to me. Jesus walked 60 miles. He said, hey, this is an important thing. And, And we live... It's interesting to me, we live in a society that likes to commit to things. Like, we like to emphasize the importance of things. You know how I know? Look at the back of cars while you're driving around, walking around, right? They got stickers of all the things they're committed to, right? They're committed to their kids' school. They're committed to a political party. They're committed to a church. They're commi- and they just plaster it all over the back. Like, we love to let people know what we're committed to. Are we committed to Christ? Are we committed to making baptism, to make our relationship with God that important? See, we've got to be committed to the things Jesus was committed to. So if he was willing to walk 60 miles, if it's a big deal to him, then our relationship, the beginning and helping others win and begin a relationship with God has to be a big deal. It has to be something we are committed to as well. Point number two, not only is baptism a big deal, it's not near as hard as we make it. That's the thing. I've been a minister for almost 20 years now, and I have seen all different aspects. I've heard all kinds of questions. We make it so much harder than it has to be. Well, what's the water going to be like, and and what's said exactly? And uh, I heard one time a guy went under, and his hand didn't go under, so he wasn't really baptized because his hand didn't get saved. Well, listen, cut the hand off then if you're that worried about it or get dunked twice. I don't care. But listen, why do we make it so hard? It's not that hard. It's not a big deal. It doesn't matter the building or if it's in a river or, right? We make it so complicated. 
Jesus didn't make it complicated, right? Jesus said, listen, here's what it is. Here's what baptism is. You stand in the water, that's your life before Jesus. That's everything you are before you enter into a relationship with Jesus. When you go under that water, you are partnering. You are sharing in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when you come up out of that water, you are now new. You're not changed. You're not polished up. You are new. You are different. You are a new creation in Christ. You are now a son and daughter of the king. You are now exactly what he has made you to be. But you know what the reality is? We all have some objections. We all make it harder than it has to be. Look at what happens next in verse 14. It says, John, John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me. Can you imagine that scene? Jesus walks 60 miles to get baptized by John. He gets there, and John says, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't care what you want, Jesus. I'm not doing it. Right? This is a bad idea. Let's not do this now. This has got to be wrong. There's got to be another way. There's got to be, and he tries to talk him out of it. Here's what I know. If, if God is moving you toward baptism, something's going to get in the way. Something's going to try and deter you. Satan's going to throw something at you that says it's a bad idea. You shouldn't do it. Let's wait. Let's change it. Let's make it harder than it has to be. Something is going to try and get in your way. And there are three main objectives. There are a million objectives to baptism, but here are the, the top three that I hear as a minister when I talk to people about baptism. Number one, I've already been baptized. That's great. That's great. But why were you baptized, right? I know there's a lot of people, they are baptized because they're scared of going to hell. That's it, right? Grandma said, listen, do you really want to burn in hell the rest of your life, or do you want to get baptized and go get ice cream after church? I'm going for ice cream every single time, right? And we don't really understand it. And so it becomes this method of, of well, okay, was I baptized or did I just get wet, right? Or, right, I was baptized as a baby. Now listen. Can I tell you, I think that's an amazing thing to do. I think infant baptism is a tremendous act of faith by parents and grandparents. I, I, think, I think that's a, a fantastic thing for you to do. But here's what I also know. I know in Scripture, every baptism is someone's choice. Right? And so you being baptized as an adult, you choosing that for yourself as a teenager, that's not undoing what your parents and grandparents did when you were an infant that's fulfilling what they started they committed they said we want our child to know Jesus we want our child to be in a relationship with Jesus so you choosing baptism as an adult as a young adult that's fulfillment of a pledge they started years and years ago there's nothing wrong with that it's not disrespectful to your family it's not disrespectful to your background it's you making a choice that says okay now I'm ready I'm ready to walk 60 miles I'm ready to go all in with Jesus. My parents wanted it for me. My grandparents wanted it for me. Now I'm claiming it. I want to win. I want to be all in on this. You're choosing to follow Jesus. Second objection I hear is I'm too scared. Oh, people will see me. People are watching. I don't like going in front of people. I don't want anybody to be there. I'm not sure how to do it, right? And we, we talk about all this thing where, 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 listen, can I tell you, I've baptized a lot of people. A couple things are true about baptism. I've never lost anyone in the baptistry. Everybody that went in came out, 
Second thing is true. I don't go in the ocean because there are sharks in the ocean. I have never seen sharks in the baptistry, right? Never once. So what's there to be scared of? What's there to be scared? It's just water. There's nothing to be scared of. All oh, people will see. Guess what? You think that it was easy for Jesus to hang naked on a cross for me and you? No. But he did it because he loved you. Because he loved me. And he was willing to go through something scary. He was willing to go through, right? And so that's the third one. Well, I want to do it in front of all these people. Listen, you don't know whose life you'll impact by publicly proclaiming Christ as your Savior. They may be scared too. And your boldness, your act of faith may lead them to act in faith and do the same thing. So go public with it. It is the greatest decision you'll ever make. So get excited. Show others. Scream it from the rooftops. Let other people see how you are choosing. Because you were always meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You were never intended to have a private relationship with Jesus. It's never meant to be just me and him. It's me, him, and community. It's me, him, and winning other souls. It's me, him, and helping other people meet him. And so we, we lean in. We don't worry about whether or not we did it as a kid, even though we didn't understand. We don't, we don't worry about being too scared. We don't worry about other people. It's not as hard as we make it out to be. Point number three. There's no time like now. Now, this one gets everybody. Because it's like, well, I'm not ready, right? I asked last week. I said, Ron, you got the water ready? He said, it's always ready. So guess what? Whatever time it is, there's no time like now, right? If at any point the Holy Spirit convicts your heart and you say, you know what? That's my next step. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's jump in there. Let's start today a new relationship with God. Why wait? Why wait any longer than we have to? Why put it off any longer than we have to? Let me put it this way. Um, the other night, uh, my wife and I were sound asleep, and all of a sudden, we heard a thud upstairs. Now, here's what I did not do. I did not lay there and say, eh, let's give it a few minutes and see what happened. Right? Let's give it a few minutes and just see if anybody comes down and kills us. Right? No, I hopped up out of bed. I'm sprinting up the stairs like I'm addressing it immediately, right? Because it's important. There's something going on. I need to know what's going on. Listen, it's the same with bats. When you know, you know. Why wait? Why put it off? If you know, why procrastinate and do something? And so my prayer today, my prayer every time I get up and speak to a crowd, every time I teach God's word is, God, if you move somebody's heart, let them have the courage to step out on faith. Let them have the courage to move. And I get it. There's reservations, and I want to wait. I understand that completely. But my prayer is always, let us follow your command. And if you tell us to go, we go. If you call us to follow, we follow. Look at the very next verse. Jesus replied, let it be so now. Right? Not later. Not let's think about it. Let's not pray about it. Let's not come back. Let's start now, Jesus was ready. Nothing was getting in his way. Nothing was going to stop him. He said, right now. It is proper for us to do, to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented, right? Obedience. He finally got on board. And listen, obedience isn't something we have to pray about. If God says, help that person, you know what you do? 
you help that person. If God says go, you go. If God says wait, you wait. If you know that God is commanding you to do something, you don't have to think about it, seek advice and counsel. You just follow him. It's not that hard. There's no time like now to do what God's calling you to do. And maybe for you, it's not baptism. Maybe for you, you've been making this decision. You've been thinking about what your next thing is. Maybe it's a different next step in your walk with God. Listen, stop thinking about it. If you know God is calling you to it, do it. Right? Obedience is now. Obedience leads us into opportunities now and freedom later. Obedience leads us into opportunities now and freedom later. Later, And the cool thing about following Jesus is next steps are super simple, really clear. Just follow me. Hey, when you know that I'm your Lord and Savior, get baptized. As soon as you're baptized, go tell other people. Isn't it amazing how simple it is? And yet we, we get all this gunk on our windshield. We get all these bugs and we get everything in the way. And how do we do church and what do we do here and what do we? No, no, no. Love God. Love your neighbor. Love God. Get in relationship with him. We get into relationship through him, through confession and baptism. And then once we're there, we go and tell others. We go and win souls for him, right? So we can't follow him, say he's Lord of our life, and refuse to do the very first thing he ever commanded us to do, can we? Right? So if we're going to follow him, he says, listen, this is what he asks us to do. He asks us to be baptized. Look at scripture goes on in verse 16. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven opened and he saw the spirit of the God descending on him like a dove, alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. Here's point number four and probably the best one. Baptism pleases God. It just makes God happy. At the end of the day, if I'm going to get everything wrong, the one thing I want to get right is I want to make God happy. Right? I just want to make him happy. And so if I know something pleases him, I'm going to go do it. And, and once I've done that, if I know going and telling others pleases God, I'm going to do that. It's simple. We just do the things that please God following step of baptism, right, is step number two. Look at Matthew 28. So Jesus has been baptized. Jesus has done his ministry. Now he's passing the baton to the disciples. He's leaving them behind. And look at what he says in 28, verse 18. He says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Go and make disciples. Go and make disciples of the people that look like you and talk like you and think like you. That's not what he said, is it? See, I know it's on the screen behind me. What does it say? Go and make disciples of all the nations. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter anything. Go and make disciples. Go and think souls. Don't look at people. Think souls. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It starts with doing what he did, right? If, if, if you won't do, if God says, listen, if they won't do what I did, then I can't trust them, right? If they didn't do what I did, then they won't become who I am. We can't be Christ-like if we're not willing to follow Christ, and that starts with following him into baptism. And so, 
baptism is the number one identifying marker of a, of a Jesus follower. You want to be able to tell other people, yep, I love Jesus? Tell them about how you, how you entered into a relationship with him. Tell them how you shared in his death, burial, and resurrection. It finishes up, it says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And then you turn the page and you're in the book of Acts. And all of a sudden, it's this crazy day, this day of, of Pentecost and this day of Holy Spirit and tongues of fire and wind and earthquakes and all this chaos going on. And suddenly, it, it's, it's this first gospel message. It's the first sermon after Jesus hands it off to the disciples. Look at what it says, Acts 2.41. It says, those who accepted Paul's message that day, Peter's message that day, were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Baptism has always been a really big deal. It's always been something huge to the church. So there's your four points. Here's my question to you. Do you need to be baptized today? Do you need to give your life to Christ today? Because there's no better time than now. So if you haven't, that's your next step. If you haven't, then that's exactly what you got to do. And you've got to ignore this concept that says, ah, listen, it's not a big deal. It's just a symbol, just something I'll get to eventually. No, no, no. It's following Jesus. It's taking your first step to look exactly like his first step. It's participating in the most important thing that's happened on the earth in the history of the world, the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ so it's a big deal so we've got to do it but we've got to tell others we've got to share that right we've got to be committed to this movement and here's what I know about commitment right uh, football season is upon us and I love me some football right and I especially love football when my team's winning but when my team's not winning that jersey goes to the back of the closet right suddenly we're firing the coach Suddenly, it's why are these people not, right? If we're winning, I'll give money, I'll go to the games, I'll watch it on TV, I'll invest, I'll do all those things. But as soon as we're losing, eh, that's being a fan. But you know what being part of the team is? Part of the team is you're in it. Win or lose, good or bad, you're in it. And what we've got to do as individuals is we've got to move from a fan of Jesus to team Jesus. We've got to help our friends and family move from just knowing about Jesus to being committed to the team of Jesus. That's what baptism is. It's putting on the jersey. It's putting on the jersey. It's saying, I'm committed to following Christ. I'm committed to what he's asked me to do, what he's called me to do, and I'm committed to following him and bringing others. So, you need to be baptized today? Maybe it's yes, maybe it's no. Water's ready, right? Song will be sung. You can respond. And you say, I've already been baptized. Then who do you need to go tell? Who do you need to go share your excitement? Who do you need to go and share your story? A couple weeks ago, we told you how to tell your story. Who you were before Christ, how you met him, how he's changed your life. Today's the day. Get baptized or go and celebrate your baptism by helping other people discover 
Jesus. I'm going to pray for you. Kyler's going to sing. If you need to respond and be baptized today, you can do that. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross. God, forgive us when we get in the way. Forgive us when we make it harder than it has to be. Forgive us when we downplay what baptism, what relationship, and what commitment to you looks like, God. God, let us elevate you. Let us follow you. God, let us do the things that you do and love the way you love and walk the way you walk. God, today I pray if there is anyone in this room who has not been baptized, that they would make the decision today to commit their life to you. But God, for each and every one of us that have, would you convict our hearts? Don't let us take a nap this afternoon. Don't let us get rest at all this week until we go and celebrate what you've done for us by sharing it with someone we know and love that needs a relationship with you. God, help us respond in faith. Help us respond in courage. Let us do so now. Together we stand and sing in Jesus' name. Amen.